Down 22 points after a lackluster first quarter, the Pelicans woke up and came back to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. What sparked the turnaround could be pretty easy to replicate going forward. I'll break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you on this Thursday, coming to you a little late, had some technical difficulties in the hotel. I'm about to go get on a plane to get back to New Orleans to make it to the Pistons game tonight, so hopefully that doesn't get delayed. We'll get back to the regular kind of show schedule and everything this week and next week as well. So, of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, coming to you and breaking down everything you want to know about this team, especially after a 22-point comeback win, third biggest comeback win in team history, by the way. They looked terrible in the first quarter and really turned it around. So that was great to see. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Okay, so a 110-106 win for the New Orleans Pelicans. Didn't seem like it was going to go this way. The, the vibes around the Pelicans were rough to start this game. Brandon Ingram ruled out. We talked about his injury and everything in yesterday's episode. So if you're an everydayer, you already kind of knew that this was a possibility. We'll get more into that in the next segment, in the third segment as well with it. And then they come out and lose the first quarter, 33-14. to Basically, they're just down 22 right off the bat in this game. And the game looks over. No Brandon Ingram. They don't look like they're trying. There's no semblance of offense, which is still a work in progress, even though they got the win here. We'll discuss that. But it just looked bad, right? B.I.'s hurt again. They're not trying again. Defense wasn't good. Shea Gilgis-Alexander doing his thing. Josh Giddy doing his thing. Other guys for the Thunder, like, contributing in a way that just makes you go, like, what? what's going on here? And then the rest of the way, the Pelicans just locked in and took it to the Thunder, winning that second quarter, 29 to 18, the third quarter, 35 to 26, and then a tight third, uh, fourth quarter, they end up with the 110-106 win, which, look, OKC had a chance to tie it and keep it at the end, but to come back like that for the Pelicans is impressive. It's very much impressive, and it starts with one thing they were doing, and it's a lineup we've talked a lot about here and others have talked about too. It was that shooting lineup that features C.J. McCollum, Jordan Hawkins, Matt Ryan, Herb Jones, or Dyson Daniels, right, is the fourth guy in there, and then Jonas Valanciunas. And they used this in an extreme way in this game, and it just generated looks. You know, one of the things you could say about the the, the loss to the Golden State Warriors, they missed some pretty good looks, some pretty good shot attempts, and sometimes just shooting luck isn't in your favor, and you're going to lose games when it comes to that. But in this one, they hit the shots. That lineup I just said, Scored 20 points, I think. They were, 
um, seven of eight from the field, including three made threes. And CJ McCollum looked like a man possessed. When you needed someone to step up, I'm thrilled that we got to see CJ McCollum deliver on that kind of stage. One game after having, you know, a, a rough shooting performance against the Golden State Warriors, he came out and wasn't going to let this team lose. That's veteran leadership right there and you could see with his level of play out there on the court that it just kind of raised the level of everyone else around him there was some mental resiliency there and credit head coach Willie Green for going to this lineup but using it in a way that we haven't necessarily seen before it was just high pick and roll after high pick and roll CJ driving into the lane and scoring or kicking it out to an open shooter and then taking and making shots and it just worked when you look at where Jonas Valanciunas was setting the screens in this one, they're extremely high. They're really high up there for, you know, it's like five, six, seven, eight feet beyond the three-point line. These are extremely high pick and rolls. And so he went and did that. It gave CJ McCollum space to drive because, look, you had some shooters out there. You had Hawkins in the corner. You had Matt Ryan in the corner. You had Herb Jones, who didn't shoot well, but again, has somewhat shot well this season and is starting to maybe come around in form. Herb, by the way, was one of six from three. And the team didn't shoot particularly well from three overall, but I want to get into that and why it was important in the next segment too that it's okay that they didn't because volume matters as well so spamming essentially those high pick and rolls giving cj space to drive into the lane that doesn't work as well when you have zion when you have bi out there with him because the the lane is cramped there's no room under the basket to do things but now all of a sudden there was no one down low you took Jonas valentunas's man out of the paint you had cj mccollum give free tons of space tons of space that's what we've been waiting for when it comes to all of that. And it worked, you know, and it just kind of sparked the comeback for the Pelicans, I think. And that's really where they started to turn around, seeing how CJ was playing, seeing that they were hitting some shots and they were going in and the momentum started building and everyone then kind of rose to the occasion. So you've got to give this team, you know, as much flack as we wanted to give them in the first quarter for not coming out and trying, they deserve a lot of credit for finding some mental resilience to be able to go out and still compete and still try and do what they were doing and not just kind of give up. You know, in this season, there are so many competitive teams in the Western Conference that you can't just give up on any game. One game might make the difference in playoff seating and different playoff scenarios. That's not going to be a good thing. you got to go out and you got to try. And this one... Look, it looked like the Pelicans weren't going to. Look like, cool, just pack it in, call it a loss. And they didn't. That says something, right? They played really well the rest of the way. Only 10 total turnovers in this one for New Orleans. You know, they handled the rebounding battle like they needed to do. They spaced the court. They let their stars carry them, particularly with C.J. McCollum. I mean, 10 of 17, 5 of 8 from 3, 29 points on the night. 11 rebounds, 5 assists, just one turnover. You could argue that this is the best game that he's had as a Pelican. I'd say that it probably is, right? There might be games when he scored more, but given the circumstances, given what he was doing, I really do think this is probably the, the best game we've seen from him overall. So it was awesome to see because he's a guy that's taken a lot of flack from fans, you know, at times deservedly so, but he shows up every single night consummate pro and for him to deliver it and get a big win for the Pelicans to kind of feel like they needed to right the ship after that Oklahoma City Thunder loss, not Oklahoma City Thunder loss, that's who they just beat, the Golden State Warriors loss I think says a lot about him and kind of where the rest of this team is let's talk a little bit more about Zion Williamson rough night 20 points that looks good eight assists 10 rebounds I want to look at some of his numbers how he was used why the offense is still a bit of a work in progress and if there's anything they can adapt from what they did with CJ McCollum to 
running it out on the court with Zion Williamson. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And if you want to make these games more fun to watch, go to Prize Picks. It's super easy to use, and you can win up to 25 times your, your amount on any entry. So if you want to just get in there, it's basketball season, right? You go to prizepicks.com, you look at a player, and you pick more or less than the projection there. I'm looking at Zion's projections right now for this game against the Pistons. Is he going to score more or less than 24.5 points? Is he going to have more or less than 6.5 rebounds? You can even combine those. Is he going to score more or less than 30.5 points in rebounds? I like that one here to go more than. So it's super simple to use. You also can pick combo projections across football, basketball, from the specials league that they have, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports. So you could take Zion Williamson, you can take Travis Kelsey. It's a lot of fun. Make sure you're getting in on the action. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's free money right there. Again, that is promo code LockedOnNBA for a $100 deposit match. Prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. We are free the number one Belkins podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. If you really want to support the channel, join the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group. The link is down below. I'll be a little more active on it this weekend, the next week as well as I was traveling this week. I got some, talk to someone, got some interesting things that I'm going to share in there. So make sure you sign up. If you don't like it, you can cancel. It's $4.99 a month. It's okay. There's a 14-day free trial. Show is still going to be free in five days a week for y'all here. So we just went over kind of how the Pelicans came back in this one, that like mental toughness, mental resiliency, plus CJ McCollum straight up balling out in just acres of space. Space is good. You need that. You know, the Pelicans didn't shoot the three ball particularly well in this game. They shot 31%. It's not a good number, but they took 42 attempts. They averaged about 30 attempts per game last season. Sometimes volume, even if you're not hitting, the threat of that is enough to do it. And that's where a guy like Jordan Hawkins comes into play in this game. And why I like everybody taking the shots that they took. Hawkins, if you look at his box score, played almost 30, played a little over 37 minutes. 10 points on 4 of 19 shooting. Not good, right? You never want to be negative points per shot attempt there, or under one, I really should say. But he took 13 threes. And the threat of him out there is definitely bending teams. And that seems to really be working. Him in the short corner, him above the break threes. Teams are putting a defender on him already. Whether that's volume, and maybe they won't keep doing it, right? He shot 15.4% from three in this game. But he's contributing, and that's working. And sometimes that's all you need. Is it less about... It is less about Jordan Hawkins making shots and more about the space he gives C.J. McCollum. Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and we'll talk B.I. in the next segment among a couple of other things as well. So all of that truly, I think, matters. And he's contributing in other areas of the game. Six rebounds, four assists, two steals. Again, he plays a lot bigger than he really does. Four of those rebounds were offensive boards too. You know, for the team, he was had the highest individual plus minus of plus 17. Clearly, when he's out there, good things are happening on the court. And I wonder, and I wonder if we'll see this a little bit more, if you see this kind of lineup 
with Zion. Could you take Jonas Valanciunas out of there and run Zion Williamson in there and kind of spam pick and rolls with him and CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, and two other shooters? I'm really intrigued by that. You might get killed on the glass, and that's been a problem for New Orleans, but I'd like to see this lineup be used a little bit more. They're running the shooting lineup around JV and CJ, but I'd like to see this adapted to Brandon Ingram and or Zion Williamson as well. Zion, I think, struggled a little bit in this. You know, he doesn't get the whistle that he probably deserves. And for him to go 7 of 20 kind of shows you things were a little bit off for him. 20 points on the night, still good. 10 rebounds, 8 assists, so he was playmaking when they needed to. And they were running him with some shooters out there and just giving him the ball and letting him be point Zion. If there was space to attack the basket, he would go and attack. If it wasn't, kick it out to one of the shooters. They were clearly making some of their shots, missing some of their shots too. But I'd like to see this where you just give him tons of space and you run him like a true point guard. And you run him beyond the... Um, three-point line and let him just get a full head of steam downhill and go and attack. And I think that could really open things up. You know, with spacing like that, one of the things to keep in mind too, in terms of getting foul calls, and this was told to me by Eric Gordon was the first person to actually tell it to me, and then other NBA players have brought this up as well, is, you know, a sightline issue. When there's, you know, there's 10 players on the court, when eight of them, seven of them are in the paint and Zion's driving and attacking, a ref might not be able to see where there's a foul because there's a body in the way. But you put acres of space around him. Now, that's not always going to happen with Scion, right? They're going to defend the rim. It's how it goes. He can at least drive and attack. And if he gets fouled and there's fewer bodies in there, maybe the refs see it more and he's able to go to the line a little bit more. You could see he was visibly frustrated in this game about how the officiating was going, not hustling back on defense as much as you would like. It almost cost him a little bit at the end of the game, too. That's something that needs to kind of get like worked on, whether it's just to find ways to alleviate some of his frustration, I think. Or just use him in better lineups that are going to give him the opportunities to get those foul calls. Team, by the way, I don't know what it is. Just not a good foul shooting team. Under 60%, going 17 of 29. They could have just run away with this game if they were hitting their free throws. CJ, 4 of 7. Zion, 6 of 9, right? JV was the best free throw shooter on the night for the team at 6 of 7. Dyson Daniels won a four, but I like that he's taking threes as well. He took six in this game. Matt Ryan took five in this game. More threes leads to very good things, as you can see, even if they're not making those shots. So it was just, I don't know, solid comeback win, right? Really limited Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who at times does struggle against the New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you, Herb Jones and everybody else. You know, Chet Holmgren went out and got his a little bit. That's fine. That's going to happen. He's a bad matchup for Jonas Valanciunas. Jalen Williams did his thing, 18 points. But, you know, they just played a solid game and just blitzed the heck out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Give this team a lot of credit with what they were able to go out and do and showed some mental resiliency, figuring some things out offensively, too. They still need to work with the starters and figure out how to generate some offense because that has not been particularly good. It's this shooting lineup that's carried them through four games so far. You know, that's fine, but again, it gets a little bit better when you get Trey Murphy back. We'll see how it might change with, say, Jose Alvarado out there, too. But I don't know how replicable it is. That was terribly sad with, you know, Matt Ryan, who, again, is on a two-way deal. There's limits to what he's going to probably be able to provide. Hopefully, Trey will take most of his minutes. We'll see. Looks like Hawkins, though, certainly going to be in the lineup and everything going forward. So coming up next, no Brandon Ingram. Let's talk a little bit about his injury. Also, plane issues for the Pelicans, how that might affect them tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. 
And thank you for making a lot oh, nope, sorry, today, before we get to everything else, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, I just got the email of the City Edition uniforms coming out, we'll talk on that too here. Um, right now, it's the best time to join FanDuel because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. If you're feeling good about the Pelicans, if you think they're flying a little bit high after this win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Pistons coming here. I think they've got a very good chance of winning this game. Obviously, I think they've seen some things work. Go bet on the money line. And if the Pelicans win with your $5 money line bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. Simple as that. Pelicans win. You bet on them on the money line. Put $5 down. $150 in bonus bets on top of you already winning that bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. If you think they might be struggling because the Pelicans are maybe on a plane right now, they didn't fly back to New Orleans after the game because of plane issues. We'll talk about that. Maybe you think the Pistons can get in on this one, can get the win. Go bet the Pistons on the money line. If they win, you're going to get the 150 bucks. The app's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including sp uh, spreads, player props, over-unders, more. I love how simple the app is. They have the same game parlays, too. Put a couple of bets going on in the same game. If they all hit, you win even bigger. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the official Sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, even if we're coming to you a little bit late, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. The number one Pelicans podcast will be probably live after the Pistons game. Let me see how I feel and if my flight makes it in on time. And we'll go back to doing the live shows and everything after the games next week when I'm not traveling. So it'll be super easy. We'll get back into the normal swing of things. You're going to start seeing the shorts that I do, those little quick videos after games as well. There's going to be more bonus content, things like that. It's a lot of fun to be a Pelicans fan right now. Intriguing team. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday if you truly want to support the channel or just listen one more day a week than you already do. And comment down below on YouTube. How excited were you after this comeback win? That's a big one for the Pelicans, I think. So no Brandon Ingram in this game. And, you know, we talked about that in yesterday's show. And I said, this is something that could be the case. Injuries tend to linger with him. That does seem like, you know, he just doesn't, totally feel great playing through pain and wants to be 100% when he comes back and again it's his body you know I saw people throwing a lot of hate towards him I don't know if that's the correct attitude and approach to take but he definitely you know they, they they missed him in the first quarter they missed him in the Golden State Warriors game with his with the lack of shot making play creation and all of those things I'm hopeful here I'm not ready to get worried just yet I'm going to get worried I will get worried if he doesn't play in this Pistons game then I'm going to go, hold on now. Now that's three games you've missed. It usually takes him a couple of games to come back. So this knee soreness that you know sprung up out of nowhere a little bit has now probably going to impact them for six plus games, something like that, four or five games. It's not great for a season that's so pivotal for the Pelicans. And again, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Don't play. Get it. You know, but you'd like to see him out there on the court. You know, I'm hopeful that he didn't play in this Oklahoma City Thunder game because it's the first night of a back-to-back, -back, so you save him for the more winnable game. And that ended up being smart play by the Pelicans, if that's the case. When it comes to resting guys on a back-to-back, -back, you look at the two, and you just pick which one you have a better chance of winning, and you play the guy in that game. You don't go, well, we think we'll win that game anyway, so we don't need him. That's an, a problem, and you often lose games you shouldn't because of that. So I'm hopeful they look at the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Pistons go, well, we have a better chance of beating the Pistons. Let's make sure we get Brandon Ingram that to absolutely get the win, particularly at home. That's what I'm hopeful. If he doesn't play in this game, then I'm going to be a little bit worried about 
this injury lingering and how it's gone with him in the past. 29 straight games he missed, right, last year with the the um, toe contusion, missed other time as well. Don't want to see that again. Can this team please be healthy? Please. It was a good win against the Thunder, but you never know. Look, they came out flat. Who knows if they always have that kind of left in them with everything. So makes me a little bit concerned. You know, what does also concern me is that the team plane didn't take off last night. They, you know, had issues with it. So they spent the night in Oklahoma City uh, instead of flying right on back like they normally would. You know, that I think is something that worries me a little bit. The rest is a problem. They're playing three games in four days, I believe, with all of this. So all of that here is kind of like, is this a trap game essentially for this team? And it could. I'm also looking right now at the City Edition jerseys, and I think these are going to be fun on that court. I think these are going to be fun on that court. Looking at them, I just got the like official press release email of all of them, and I think they look pretty good. I don't know if I would buy one of these necessarily. I think you should probably, but the skeleton logo looks great. The jerseys look good. It should kind of, I worry with the purple and the black if that'll be able to be seen on the court that they plan on using it, but... I can get on board with these. I think I can get on board with these. I'd like them to be a little bit different. I think maybe you need something around the waistband that has that kind of trim color. Otherwise, it's just going to look all black. But okay. Okay. Getting some updates here in the moment with me as I catch up on things. So there you go. City Edition jerseys fully available. Go take a look at those. We've seen the court. Should be a lot of fun as we hit the in-season tournament that, again, is not for you, the fans, but for more of the players to make the games just more enjoyable for you, the fans. But you don't have a reason to care about them potentially winning that. All right, let's wrap it up here. A little bit shorter of a show. We'll get back to the usual swing of things the end of this week, next week as well. So be sure to check out Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the Pistons game, or tonight, technically.